Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Hi, Potter peeps. Welcome to 2006, and welcome to Pottercast number 20, which is the second and last installment of the call-in show that we did on December 10th. If you didn't get a chance to take part in this call-in show, don't worry. We'll do more in the future. And actually, there's a regular call-in segment that's coming to Pottercast pretty soon, so watch out for that. Next week, we'll be back to our normal format with guest appearances from the MuggleCast boys. That's right, whole four of them. I think it's Andrew, Ben, Jamie, and there's another one. Kevin! Oh, Kevin. I'm sorry, Kevin. Andrew, Ben, Jamie, and Kevin will be on next week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. You can still leave us a voicemail containing a question for Arthur Levine, the editor of the American Editions of Harry Potter. You can do that by leaving us a voicemail at our new number, 1-702-42-LEAKY. That's 1-702-4253-259. That number is for U.S. residents. In the U.K., you can use the same number as always, plus zero two oh seven one nine three two eight seven two you can skype us at username pottercast which is free for anyone in the world if you ha- yourself have a skype username and you can send us an email at staff at pottercast.com with a file containing your question so enjoy the rest of this show and we will see you for the real deal next week hello hello hey hello. oh my god <laughs> hello. how are you guys how are you doing we're good well, awesome I'm doing great. Hey, listen, I I want to tell you guys something. I I uh, your po- I've never done a podcast, and yours is the very first one I've ever done, and I love it. I really do. It's a lot of fun. Cool, great, excellent. Yeah. thanks, man. Thank and you. I I you know I came a little late to the game because I I only read the books this past summer. Oh. And yeah, cool. can you believe, can you believe it? Yeah, no, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great, and I uh, really love the website as well. And Thank um, you. thanks for the opportunity to. You know, let me ask some questions. Sure. Um, hey, yeah, I have what a well. I have a question. You guys had talked to some of the the actors recently in uh, one of the last podcasts I I listened to, and I'm wondering. Do I, I know they mentioned that you know some of them read the books and some do not, but do they get a chance to like view the film before, like kind of like it's it's a finished product, and do they have any say in like um, you know in, in the way it's going uh, at all? Would you guys know that? Well, they don't have say in, in in the production. They do their acting. They go away. The mm-hmm. editor elves put together the movie, and the higher, the more prominent actors get screenings. Dan mm-hmm. gets private screenings for him and his friends. Emma and Rupert they get private screenings. I would imagine some of the right. older actors would if they asked for it. I don't think they are too fussed. Um, then they have what's the, called the cast and the cast and crew screening, which is always in London before the premiere. And the other that's an opportunity for all cast to bring their friends so that because with the premiere the tickets are so tight and not even all all the cast you know all the extras and stuff get tickets to the premiere. So they do that so that they have an opportunity to see it beforehand. But but pretty much their actors are are in their role as actors and then they go away and they have no say in what take gets used and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. They just have to trust that the people in charge of it are, are doing a good job. Yeah, no, I I, I had a feeling. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure because I know yeah. they, they sounded pretty involved in it and I was thinking, well, you know, since the readers too as well, they might look at it and say, you know, well, could we do this sort of that? You know what I mean? And 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 I'm also wondering, like, um, while they're doing these, I mean, do these guys? I mean, what? So what happens? I mean, I love the whole behind the scenes, the the that you guys do. Um, so they have really no creative input other than just acting uh, their parts. I mean, I don't think it's a matter of them not having creative input. I think it's that it's that they've got to keep them in those roles and keep the people who know the most about the specific things doing those things. You got to have somebody who's a great editor editing. You can't have Dan Radcliffe going in there and saying, um, "Hey, we better if we did this." You know, you have to keep people to their strengths, and these kids are actors, so that's just that's the only thing they're going to be doing right, in this right. film. No, I really enjoyed the film too. I I really really liked it. Although, you know, I have to say, I was I was um, listening to one of your podcasts and you know I I guess you just have to take the film for the film itself and and not necessarily right. you know so tied into the book I mean I, I realize it's the characters it's the story that they're trying to convey to us but yeah. I know they can only do so much in the two and a half hours that they that they have and I'm sure there are probably a lot more that they probably want to put in that they just could not 
just to round out the story. Yeah. Hey, and I have another question. What, what, um, I know you guys have been talking about Harry as a hero. Would there be someone else as well? Like, for example, could there be more than one hero in, in these books? You know, like whether it's a tragic hero or, or, or something like that. I'm not sure if anybody's asked that before. Oh, I think Snape. Snape is a sort of a anti-hero hero. Yeah, you know, I, I actually like Snape a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, <laughs> and I think he's got definitely some part to play. I, I, mm-hmm. I just have this, this, no, this knowing feeling that I think he's going to have, I, I don't know, just, just something really major, maybe some redemptive quality on that in the end. You know, we see him like as the, I guess, I guess you could say the second tragic hero in, this, in these books. I wasn't quite sure what you guys thought. I think if there is a tragic hero to be had, it's going to be him. Yeah. 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 He'll somehow end up dying for Harry's cause. Probably a big, direct, sacrificial sort of scene where it's going to be like Voldemort kills him for, you know, be, betraying betraying him by helping Harry with something, and then, but it's going to be something mean, meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. And how about Draco? Uh, I was just really taken by his character, you know, in the last book. I mean, I, I, I read it really fast, you know, and I'm, I want to reread it again, and I just feel like I'm discovering more as I'm rereading the books again. Because I just got caught so, so caught up in it once I started reading yeah. the books. Yeah. And, it's interesting because as somebody, yeah, somebody who's new, you're, you're in that beginning curve of what all of us experience, which is when you go back and you discover all these things that you didn't realize the first time. Yeah, it was, it's just, you know, it's really marvelous. And I also listened to the interview this morning. Um, oh yes. Mm. Yeah, I just, I just happened to listen to it. I just went to the website BBC Four and I I saw the uh, the link to it and I I listened to yeah. it for half an hour. It's just really fascinating and everything Stephen Fry had said just regarding the creation of this world where everybody, all the fans, just kind of want to be belong, be part mm-hmm. of it. I I really felt that when I was reading the books and <laughs> kind of glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you're not alone. <laughs> you're definitely not alone, man. No. As our Skype as our Skype will tell you right now. Yeah. Calls. <laughs> listen, dude. Yeah, thanks a lot. Oh yeah, listen, I really appreciate you guys are are really wonderful. This is just a, a great experience. I, I never knew there was so much out there. <laughs> oh good. Well, well welcome we're glad to the you world. found yeah, we're yes. glad you found your way to Leaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks thanks guys. I really appreciate everything I do. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 It's nice to hear from somebody who's new at this. Yes, I'm very excited. Sure. You know, that moment when you first um read the books is so amazing. It's just you know, you yeah. get all caught up. That's really cool. Totally. Awesome. All right, we're gonna go to our next call. Hello. Melissa? This is Melissa. Who's this? It's Marty Smarty One. I tried to get through on Skype. I couldn't, though. Oh, yeah, Marty, yeah. Oh, Marty. I was pretending to be you. John made fun Very of good you. impersonation. You heard yeah. it? Yeah. It was John. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> John was being a dope. That's awesome. <laughs> nice to hear you at last. We got through twice. Look at that. Yeah. So, so I, I, had a, I had a question, actually. Um... In the sixth book, when Snape was coming to kill Dumbledore, he the Dumbledore said something Severus please, and a lot of people have a theory that he was begging Snape to do something that was planned, like he was going to kill Dumbledore. Ooh. So I just want to know what you thought about that. Uh, 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 you guys uh, first. Uh, now, who was trying to say that again? Who was trying to kill Dumbledore? When Snape was trying to kill Dumbledore, yeah, uh, Snape, Dumbledore told Snape, Severus, please. And a lot yeah. of people said that it was all a plan that yeah. Snape was supposed to kill Dumbledore so he could remain a spy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just wondering what you guys yeah. had to say about that. I absolutely well, subscribe to that theory, that, that it was Dumbledore having to make sure that Snape goes, goes ahead with it and... And uh, and takes him out. I mean, because that that falls back to the argument that they had in the middle of the book that that uh, Hagrid overheard. It was the whole, you know, you've, you've got to go through this. You promised that you do whatever it would take, and this is what it's taken now. And you have to, you have to kill right. me. Right. I, I I believe too that they were using occupancy, if I'm saying that right, and that there was some sort of conversation going on between them, and that's why he had to verbally say it out loud to reinforce his thoughts that, that he knew that Snape was not. Really did not want to go through with it. That's, mm-hmm. I'd like to believe that, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I, the more and more I think, but, but then again, in the interview, we, we said, um, through the transcript, you see, we said, um, did Dumbledore plan his own death? And her response was, Do you think that would be the theory, the big theory? Mm. And to me, I can't see her saying that for any other reason than this is going to be a big theory. I have to consider heading it off. Well, that's it's not yeah. going to lead to anywhere. 
But she didn't go on and say, though. I mean, she didn't shoot that down, right, though? And did she She sound surprised by it? I mean, is it too much to think Um, that she was suspecting that question because it was the biggest writing plot thingy-majigger in that whole book? Didn't look like she was expecting the question all too much. It didn't look like she was expecting it. So I don't, I don't know. I, you know, it's amazing because I, I'm one of now three people who are in the room for this, and I keep going back over the details in my head over and over and over again. And when you do that too much, you don't cancel anything out. I, I think equally this could mean this, and I think equally that could mean that, and it's all very confusing. So be glad that you don't have the memory of (laughs) sitting there because it it could drive me insane. So that's a good question. One more question. Shoot. Uh, I'm just out of curiosity. How many times have you guys each seen the movie? Mm. This one? I saw it eight times. Oh, my God. God. Oh, wow. Go, go. That's awesome. I've seen it around four. <laughs> I don't remember. I saw it at the premieres. No, the one, the premiere. I saw it at the IMAX with Jamie and Matt, and I saw it at with my sisters. My sisters. Did you hear that? With my sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friends. She'll love that. Yeah. She'll be like, Who? <laughs> who's, this other, who's this other chick? And uh, three. I think three. I think that's it. Three? Mm. I'm still, I'm at the low end of the totem pole only twice. I haven't been able to get out to see it since the last uh, podcast. I oh, got this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, only twice. <laughs> Listen, thanks, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. This girl, Linda, has been calling and calling. Oh, and she just hung up. Yeah. Oh. oh. I don't want to answer her call, but she just hung up. Oh. Hope's been, oh, there she is again. Yay. Hello. 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 Hey, Hello. Hi. Oh, yes. Hi. Yes, my name is Linda, and I'm calling from Denmark. Cool. Oh, hi. hi. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After trying. Yay. Yay. Go, Happy Puff. That's right. Yay. <laughs> well, I listen to you every week, and I've really been enjoying your podcast. So. And I've been trying to, for the past two hours almost to trying to get through. So and I, I saw really your name and I wanted to get you in there and then you hung up. And then <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I really didn't think I would get through. So, well, I have thought of a few questions all day and I really didn't <laughs> know what to ask about. But I have decided on this question. Okay. I know. Oh, oh, hi, John. <laughs> That's all right. Don't let me interrupt you. Go ahead. Um, um, I know about um, a creature in the forthcoming movie. Do you think he will be there? Mm. Oh. Since they didn't involve any elves in Goblet of Fire. Oh, I think he has to be in there. I mean, I, well, maybe not. I don't know. If they're going to have Grop, they should have Creature. They, they'd have to really be rewriting Joe's intentions with with these stories. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea behind, you know, the spew in the fourth book really yeah. sets up for Creature's treatment in book five. Yes. And the consequences of, you know, treating people and creatures like that. It all ties mm-hmm. back to her whole big message she's saying with the pure blood, muggle blood stuff. So if they were to rewrite that to something else, it's just a prime example of changing Joe's stories and her intention. And then that's, that's a big no-no that. to me. I will really get mad if he's not there. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he'd add a lot to the elements of them, you know, explaining how the blacks, you know, kind of were pure bloods and, you know, they... I really hope that they do have them because I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the, the I know it sounds morbid, but them up on the walls, how they kept them as trophies and how they served. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand what you mean, Sue. I'm really looking forward to see that, too. I'm looking forward to seeing a, ha- a house elf that is not um, Dobby-ish in nature, that is a right. total scoundrel. Thing. Right. Yeah. I want him there just because when they go to make six, I want to see the big fight scene when, you know, Dobby clocks him right in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite um, Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Oh, so. I really didn't. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, listen, thank yeah. you. All the way yeah. to Denmark. All right. Yeah, Denmark. yeah you got yeah. some listeners over there. Excellent. All right. Wonderful. Well, I'm really, um, and I even voted for you on Podcast Alley, so you got my vote. Oh, Yay. excellent. Hey, thank you. Just call 1,000 of your closest friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm John. <laughs> on another note, um, I know you said you, um, your name on yes. Skype, and I am accidentally 
tried to add you, so if that was a mistake. Oh, that's all right. You and you're not the only one who's been accidentally <laughs> adding me these past few yeah. days. But I've been t- I've been taking as many of those calls as possible. But it, I just can't get every single one of them. So. So uh, I hope you have a nice evening, and I'm going to look forward to this podcast next Us week. Too. <laughs> and Melissa, yeah, have a nice birthday in, uh, in Thank you. you. Your week very much, and and I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, same to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, and it was nice talking to you. It was so a bye. Our pleasure. Bye. 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 Oh yay! That's a great call. Yay! She's like and and and. Oh, but she's that so lovely from more, Denmark. That call that had great. more endings than Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> or no, um, not Revenge of the Sith. The last Lord of the Rings movie. I don't uh, remember what? anymore. Oh, no, The Return of the King. Return of the King. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't make jokes anymore. I'm too tired. Yeah. Okay. Next. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> My name is Robert. Hi, Robert. Hey, Robert. And I got John, Sue, and Melissa here. Yep. That's right. You sure do. Okay. I'll be the last one of us. Um, I just had a question. Uh, maybe there's a simple answer to it, but I've always wondered what spell... Uh, Wormtail cast, uh, when he was confronting Sirius, they killed something like 12 muggles mm-hmm. in his attempt to escape. Well, it had to be some super form of Avada Kedavra, but I don't know how. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be some more, some more of a spell that would cause their deaths through non-magical means. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was just yeah. an explosion. Like if, if there's a, like a like a huge reducto or something, yeah, maybe. Or something that's gonna maybe right a big or maybe explosion. Maybe it was one of yeah. yeah one of Hermione's bombardas. <laughs> bombardas. <laughs> one of her bombardia. I will make up a stupid spell. <laughs> no, I really think Bombarda. it was just that the waterman exploded and it was kind of an explosion that even in a muggle situation, those twelve people would have died as well. Yeah, I mean I know yeah. that's true, but I just thought well maybe he just used that just I don't know I don't know this could be right I don't know. Oh. Huh. Interesting question. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Bye, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, see you all later. Bye. 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 Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Um, this is Michael. Where are you from? College Park, Maryland. Cool. Oh, cool. Maryland. I used to be near there. I, was, I went to school today? in the area. We're all doing great. I'm cold. It's snowing here. Great. Is it snowing in Maryland? Because it's snowing here, back in Michigan. It's cold. I wish it was snowing in Maryland. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're a little weary. We've all been talking straight for an hour yeah. and a half, so if we sound a little tired. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We're, we sound fantastic. This is great. So what's up? What's up? Um, first off, great job on the show. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I listen to it every week. Um, and so I have a question. Okay. The Horcrux question in Half-Blood Prince. I was reading the interview with Joe on the um, site, and someone asked what Dumbledore's bargain would be. And Joe said for theories, go back and read six again. Mm-hmm. And so I was rereading the part about the Horcrux potion, and he was yelling and screaming all of these different things. Yeah. And so I was wondering if that potion could maybe, like, be some way to produce maybe an invisible bargain and, like, half Dementor to make you relive your worst memories. Or, you know, I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but... That's the exact thought I've been having about about that about that sequence that he's either reliving his worst memory or play, or it's playing out his worst fear and when he says things like don't hurt them hurt me instead you know don't it's my fault i i feel like dumbledore is so burdened with his need to protect harry his need to protect the hogwarts students that his worst fear might be something happening to the hogwarts students and it it was his fault uh, yeah that he failed okay but it could also be something with his time with grindelwald possibly yeah it's a good thought. What do you guys think? I think you answered it. I think I want to go back and read that chapter. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for answering the question. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? This is Michael. Hi, Michael. How you doing? Hey, Michael. Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys. Um, I was rereading Order of the not Order of the Phoenix, Half Blood Prince the other day. And uh, in the chapter, The Cave, Dumbledore says, I'm not worried, Harry, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And then in the next chapter, 
he seems to not trust Harry's judgment right away when he freezes him under the the invisibility cloak. What do you guys think about that? Uh, oh, I, I don't think, think he wasn't trusting his judgment. I'm sorry, so No, no, you go right ahead because you're running the same. You're the same. Answer the same thing. I can yeah. tell. Go ahead. I don't think that's that's not trusting his judgment. I think Dumbledore is stopping Harry from doing what he knows he will do, which is get in the way of what he knows is going to happen. Right. There. Exactly. Oh. He knows that Harry will not stand right. idly by and let things progress the way they need to, and so he freezes him. He's freezing Harry so Harry won't. Uh interrupt Dumbledore's grand master plan <laughs> to get himself killed by Snape. I, uh, I don't know if it was a grand ma- I don't know if it was part of a grand master plan, but I think he knew Harry what he would do and that and it was a way of also protecting Harry too. So I, I just um I don't think that it was so much that he didn't trust Harry at all. I think mostly answered it I'm I'm agreeing with her. Well I just also that, that, that moment I don't I'm I'm not worried Harry, I'm with you. Ah, yeah. ah. That is one of the best moments in the entire, if not the best moment, because the whole series is about Harry says, wherever Dumbledore is, I'm safe. Wherever you go, Dumbledore, and when the entire story turns around and he says, I'm not worried, I'm with you, the entire series just changed. Harry just became a man, and it's so beautiful. Yep, the tide shifted. That's right. It is a beautiful moment. It really is. (sighs) It was a beautiful moment. I I wish Harry would have actually deserved it, though. Oh, John. What? The kid can't even dry himself off out of the damn oh. lake. How powerful are you? Give me a break, kid. I'm safe. I'm with you. Well, let me dry you off first, though. All right. All right, now I'm safe. Thanks. Harry's oh, power doesn't lie in his, in his practical knowledge of the entire... He didn't swallow Hogwarts history like he yeah. has. That's not yeah. where Harry's power and strength and hero-ness lies. I'd agree. Yes, he's 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 gonna love Voldemort to death. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna. I think so. I think. Give him a big makeout. No, I'll have to listen to you. Goodness. What? Oh, I'm not even going down. How else do you down. love somebody to oh, death? Oh, I'm not even going down that road. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for calling. No, that was a good Thank question. you. <laughs> Thanks. Later. John, Noe. John, Noe. I mean, come on. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, who's this? Hello, somebody. Hi, sorry, just have to close the door or I'll wake my brother up. Oh, okay. It's like half past twelve here. Good idea. Or where are you calling from? How are you guys? We're all awesome. How about you? I'm fine. We're having where are so you? much fun. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, oh marvelous! Hello. Girl, the podcast. Yeah. Wow. You guys run a wonderful show, by the way. Thank you. Well, thanks. What? what <laughs> what's your question? <laughs> Um, I was wondering, I don't know if you guys have brought this up before or if it's been resolved in the film, but in Goblet of Fire, um, Moody at one point mentions the faux glass. Yes. And he says, you know, when the whites of their eyes come in, I know my enemies are close. But I don't think that appears again in the film. I thought that was a bit odd. Hmm. Did you guys notice that? In the, in the film, you mean? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I noticed in- they didn't show it. That's right. They I don't think that they did. I can't really remember. The faux glass coming yeah. when when Snape and you when like Snape and them were trying to rescue him because yeah. because doesn't Harry see that in the book right he looks into the faux glass yeah it does come up in the book yeah but I don't think they cut it the- if they would have done that in the film yeah. I would have been such an awesome attention to detail but we were watching yeah. the per- 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 protracted uh, you know rechanging of way too much to expect of, yeah I mean I was so excited when I first saw it I thought oh yes yeah. they're gonna include that mm-hmm. and then <laughs> never came up again yeah that's true. Although I did like the thing that he said about the about the trunk. Oh, you wouldn't yeah. even believe me if I told you. <laughs> yeah, see, that was That's good. a cute line. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also looking forward to the day I have my DVD and we can freeze frame on that faux glass to see who those people yeah. are in there, because you can't really quite make it out. I don't think out. they're going to be anybody yeah, that would be interesting. Anything. Probably it'd be like somebody from the yeah, crew. Yeah, it's probably yeah. exactly. <laughs> they throw those in there. on the portraits and stuff. Yeah. They yeah. made it deliberately mm-hmm. vague, so I think well, I don't think we're ever supposed to know. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, they could have made so, and they could have made it so cool just having that full glass during that scene at the end there, and like you could have seen Dumbledore and Snape running through it and all that. And that would have been so neat. I was disappointed in that scene in general. You know, I was expecting Dumbledore to sort of burst through and mm-hmm. in all his glory. You know, because in the book it's described as he's described as sort of giving off radiating powers if he's yes. giving off burning heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I was yeah, I was very disappointed in Michael Gamden. Oh, well, performance in general. 
Yeah, yeah we, we had a long talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael, had, disappointment, yeah. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, yes. I feel the most satisfied listening to your, yeah. your rants about him. Well, it's really upsetting. Yes. This is an incredibly, this is the second, second most, I would say the second most important character to Harry, mm-hmm. outside of Snape and Voldemort. Sure. Like, come on, get with it. Be responsible. Yeah. Yes, and, and if you're too old, have somebody read you the book. For <laughs> they are okay. <laughs> Stephen Fry out here does a lovely Dumbledore. He does. He does. I've got to hear my first audio book with him speaking, as as and oh, and and Stephen Fry reading. I've never heard him do an audio book, and he does a very good Dumbledore. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. well, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. Have a Thanks good day. Oh. Hello. 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 Hey, what's up? Hi. Um. Uh, this is Helena from Manassas. Helena, you've lost this voicemail before. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I remember that name. I can barely hear. Um, this, um, I just had a question, I guess. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, the, I was wondering what you guys thought should be in order of the Phoenix since they can't obviously put the whole book in the movie. And I was just wondering what parts you thought were important. So. Oh, boy. So much. Uh, so much. Hello? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, stumped yeah. us. There's okay, I can like barely. Dumbledore's army has to, yeah. absolutely has to be in there. And, yeah, because I can, I can barely hear. David yeah. did talk about how Dumbledore's army was awesome, so I don't think they're going to drop that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else, guys? They, they better keep the, the, the DA. Mm. Yeah, of course. They better, they better keep at least some of the stuff at Grimmauld Place, like the, the, the Molly Weasley Bogart scene mm-hmm. was... Very touching. A better right. keep creature. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering if they would even put creature in there. I mean, they didn't put um, Dobby or Winky and Goblet of Fire, so I was wondering if they thought they might not add creature in there. But he plays a significant role in the You're five. The second person to ask us that today. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's you know, you know, think of how much creature adds to Sirius's character. Right. Right. Without without creature, there's a whole side of Sirius that we never learn about. Right, right. Can I can I say the one thing? So two things I'm really looking forward to see. They're really little things, but I was encouraged to hear that the tapestry or tapestry. I'm not really sure to say it. In in Grimmauld Place is going to be there, and I was so hopeful about that. And I'm oh, also me too. that they would show the photograph of the original order. I know that sounds odd, but I'm oh, just oh oh yeah. You know, because that background really appeals to me, and I just think that could be right. Really, a lovely scene if they could put that in there. Yeah, I mean, because you learn more about the whole order and the history mm-hmm. of everything. That's mm-hmm. like a really, I, I thought it was like probably one of the best parts because yeah. you have to see behind before Harry was born, before everything, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So, so plus, I would like to see the, the brain. Do you think they're going to have, and the, and the joke about uh, I see Uranus, do you think that will be in there? I, that, <laughs> that was my favorite part because if you listen to the audio book, it sounds so hilarious. I just wanted to play it over and over again. I, I really hope they add that in there. I would bring so much humor into the movie. It really yeah. was. Yeah, it's so, funny. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay. Good question. And can I, hmm? Oh, thank you. Oh, and can I say one thing? Um, John Chipotle burritos are really good. And <laughs> yes. too, um, my mom um, lived in New York, and so Melissa, my mom said that you do have to watch out for things a lot in New York. You do. So I just needed, wanted to add that because it drives. She yeah, drives she drives so, in New York. Yeah, my mom. She used to live in New York, and yeah. she agreed with you. You have um, to be ready. Your foot, your foot is always right on top of that brake, ready to brake when a kid. Comes right into the yeah. bicycle. You know, just it, yeah. it's not it's not the cars in New York City that get you. It's the pedestrians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm re- I was really excited about it. So well, thank, thank you. you, and keep please thank keep you. up the great work. We will. Hello. Hello. Hey, who's this? Uh, this is Bilal Fred from New Orleans. Hi, hey. well, New Orleans. Wow, man. How's it going? Yeah, how's it going? How are you? Are you, were you I'm doing okay. How about y'all? Were you affected by the hurricane? Oh, uh, not that bad. We're kind of a suburb of New Orleans. Okay, so you weren't one of yeah. the hardly hit ones. <clears throat> can you hear us? Yeah, I'm, we're okay. Not that bad. Okay, so hey, what's your yeah, question? Yeah, I can hear y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yep. Yeah, I can hear you. So what's your question? Uh, my question was, 
Do y'all do y'all think that Dumbledore is dead? Yeah, I do. Mm, yeah, even I do. Unfortunately. Yeah. Even I, think I do. It would it would change so many things about about the. Y'all do, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Well, I think I think he probably is dead, but you know, you just never know these days, you know. But as Jake only said, that she, she kills a character, she kills a character. Yep, that's yeah. true. It's true. It sucks. True. It does suck. Yeah, in a big way. But he's yeah. he's gone. But but there is there is this website www.dumbledoresnotdead.com. You also check it out. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks that's for. It. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was really hard to hear. Yeah. It's from New Orleans. I love it. Big New Easy. Orleans. It's a great it's a great yeah. great place. Yes it is. Hello. Hello, it's Mike from the UK. Hi, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, nice to uh, speak to you all. Um so who's there? Uh, is it Melissa and Sue and John? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is Sue. Hello, hello. Hello, Mike. To hear from you. I, mean, I was just wondering when you three guys first discovered Harry Potter. Um, mm. How many years ago was it? And when did you first know you'd be hooked for life on it? Mm. Hmm. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Sue. So. Uh, I I didn't get into it until um, after Prisoner of Azkaban was published here in the United States. Is when I first. So I'm a little bit late, I guess, to the party because I think people first found the book. But I wasn't given the. I was given the first book after Azkaban was given. I put out. I should put it that way. And um, and I saw the first movie, and I've just been hooked ever since. And I knew I would never go back. And I've been alling Melissa for years until they let me on staff. So we're very nice. Susan does not like every day for a year. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, this girl, we got to get this girl to stop. Just make yeah. her a staff member, just please. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. quite lucky. But you yeah. I watched um, the first movie before I read any of the books, and I. I saw it in theaters the one time because uh, I was dragged with the rest of my family, my little sisters that wanted to see it. And then after that, it really only piqued the interest of my oldest sister who started reading the books. And she got, she was started to fall in love with it and reading them like crazy. And it, I remember because it was around the time that a new Tony Hawk video game came out. So mm-hmm. me and my brother-in-law were playing Tony Hawk and she'd be sitting there reading, we're like, turn off the dang light, we're trying to play the game, and she wouldn't. I'm like, what is so big, what's the big deal about this stupid book? I don't understand. <laughs> and then she read them all up until four, and then finally I decided, okay, I'll I'll pick up the book, and I started up with book two, just so I could just see what happened after the first movie, and then I, I went on to three, and then finished four in a few days, and then I, I don't think I came to the internet right away, but when I did, I uh, I, I found the TLC and the other sites, and working with uh, TLC sometime around uh, 2003 and onward. Yeah. So you realized what a cool site it was and just thought, you know, this well, is definitely the place for us. Well, John John actually look at, looked at our design, said no, <laughs> and went and, <laughs> and redesigned it completely to the design that you see now and sent it to us. And I was sitting on sitting on my bed with a, on, on a friend's bed. We were, we were watching movies, and I checked my email on her computer, and I, I let up this huge gasp. She's like, what? And I, and I said, look at what somebody sent us. It's, this is it. This is leaky. And within 30 minutes, we had emailed John back and said, yes, yes, come come on board. Please yeah. re- redo the site. <laughs> that was a fun night. It was fun. Okay. And, you read and so you've put your careers on hold and just about everything to donate hours of your time for us then. <laughs> yes, well, that's true. No. <laughs> yeah, well, well, my, my story is a little different. I um, I was in college. I've, I've known about the phenomenon and sort of been watching it from afar, but I was in college. And when you're in college, things get put on hold. So um, I hadn't read the books yet, though I'd been meaning to. And then in 2000, when I was going into my last year of college, my sister bought me the, bought me the first book as a goodbye present you know, for school. And I read it, and I went, oh, my God, this is so cute. I like these characters a lot. I'll keep reading it. And then I read number two, and I thought, oh, this is, this is great and cute, and I will read these all as you come Sort of planning my casual acquaintance with these books. I'll read them as they come out. Uh-huh, sure. And then I read book three, and that was it. That was it. I said, oh, my gosh, I love these. I want more. And then book four, when I finished book four, I was sitting on my bed in college and, and just sobbing. I was late for class to a class that I really could not afford to be late to anymore. And I was just running to class while crying over the end of book four. Aww. And then, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. It's Harry Potter. Go away. And, and, but then I, then I had my first, like, real what you call it, um, my first real canon discussion with a friend at college, and then J.K. Rowling was doing interviews for their comic relief books, and so if you go back to those old transcripts, there's, there's one question asked from me, 
I, I downloaded AOL on my, my school newspaper's computers so that I could get into that chat, and they all thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. so, and then, But then I put it on hold because it was time to, you know, graduate college. And after college, I was, I was bored, and so I went back to these books. And as soon as I opened the cover of the first book again, and I felt like, like sort of like a warm wave had washed over me, I just felt like I'm, I feel like home. I love these characters, and I, I, I love this. And that's, that's when the real obsession um, began. And I decided yeah. that book five was out there, and I was going to find out who, who, uh, who had it. Somebody had it under lock and key somewhere, and I was going to find out. And so that's how I found Leaky. And the rest, uh, yeah, yeah. the rest. So, so, so you were dragging the end of seven as much as the rest of the fans? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we were just <laughs> talking about that last night, actually, with some of our friends at MuggleNet, what we were going to do when it's done. Yeah, I it's, don't know. It's kind of sad, almost. Mm. Very sad. We put a lot of our lives into this. Mm-hmm. A lot of long hours, but it's all been fun, and it's been great, and, and it's not over yet. So I'm not focusing on the end. I'm focusing on the here and now, and it's going to grow. So it's good. Yep. Yeah, very nice of you, Well, too. thanks for all of your dedication for us. You know, you <laughs> are the highlight of my week for the podcast and the website. has been fantastic for the last five years. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you very well, I'm much. I'm really glad you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're ever over in the UK next, I'll uh, hope to see you and be one of the screaming fanboys in the crowd around you. Excellent. <laughs> you can always use more of those. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Guy. Thank you. Then. Bye, Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I hung up on him. I didn't mean to, but I did. Uh, All right. Hello. Hello. Hey, hello. Hi, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got through to you guys. <laughs> Yay! It's, it's a little mad. We have like seven people on hold at any one time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. How are you guys all doing? We're good. What's your name? We're good. Uh, my name is Joe, and I'm calling from Toronto. Nice. Awesome. Hi. I've been to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good hobby. Wow, I really wanted to come see you guys in New York. I was really sad yeah. I couldn't come down. Yeah. Well, we're hope that the we hope that the um the video will be out soon enough so that you can you can experience it. Uh-huh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So what's up? what's your question? <laughs> My question is this and I don't know if it's probably been asked before I called in but um so Sirius died at the end of Order of the Phoenix. Uh-huh. And then in Half-Blood Prince we found out that Harry got uh inherited all of Sirius's things including the house at Grimmauld. So I'm wondering now that Dumbledore has died. At the end of Half-Blood Prince, what uh, potentially could he be inheriting from Dumbledore in Book 7? I think that ring. Yeah. I think he's going to need that ring. Mm. Well, maybe not. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a defunct Horcrux, but I think that if Dumbledore's going to hand that over to anybody, it's going to be Harry. I think, what if he gets Fox? I think he will. I hope he does. Yeah. It'd be very interesting. Yeah. But I just... Uh, think he'll probably inherit something in terms of information because mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if he might inherit the Pensieve because I'm yeah. sure there's a lot yeah. of other Dumbledore's thoughts that God, you could spend are years. important for the end. You could spend years just going from memory to memory in that thing. Harry could mm-hmm. grow an old man just hanging out in Dumbledore's Pensieve. He'd better get the Pensieve <laughs> and he'd better get Fox. I don't like this cut and run Fox business that he's never going to come back to Hogwarts. Yeah. Well, here's my, my big thing about Fox is that at the end of book six, now we know that at the end of book seven, when Dumbledore is in danger, Fox appeared out of nowhere in in the Ministry of Magic. Fox was at Hogwarts. Where Uh was he when Dumbledore was about to get killed? And does that not imply that there was permission on Dumbledore's, at least mentally, his connection with Fox said, no, Mm -hmm. don't save me. This is the time. Right. Right. I think so. You know, and I, I, I think that the pensive will will definitely see that again because I believe that's how the order will get to learn. And we as the readers, she might use that as a um, exposition sort of way to show the readers how something happens. They'll go into Harry will fall into see one of his memories or something. I think that will help. At least I'm hoping. Yeah. You know. I hope so too. Yeah. Listen, thank you for listening. Well, thank you, and I hope to see you guys in Las Vegas. Woo! Oh, yay! Oh, Great! Oh, Come on out. Oh, for oh, sure. Let's do an outfit. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 Hello. Hi, this is Chelsea calling from Indiana, and I was wondering what you think Harry's fate will be in Book Seven, and if his connection with Lily and Voldemort might play a role in his death. Well, that was very fast. Hmm. I'm, I'm sort of. Yeah. You guys go question. I think he'll. I think he'll survive. He's not gonna, she's not going to kill off Harry. But Voldemort will die as well. How this will all happen is going to 
make or break the series for uh, me and a lot of people, I believe. Do you think there's too much pressure on that point? I mean, my gosh, if I was J.K. Rowling and I knew that this entire, all these fans were, were hinging on that last battle, it had better be so good, I would crumble under that pressure. I think if anybody can do it, she can. Mm. But I, I, I just want her to use book seven to prove Snape's comments in the second chapter of the sixth book about how, you know, Potter is no extraordinarily wizard in any, any sense of, of, of the word, and he's always just been in the right place at the right time and relied on friends that were more clever and powerful than he was. I don't want that to be true. I do. I you you do? I do. I want that to be true. I think Harry is more of a hero. If he is somebody who was thrust into this without any special abilities, he's outstanding because he is a normal person who who has has the the brave the, the strength of character, the moral fiber to do what he's done. I don't want it to be down to some special ability he has. That's I think that's cheap. I think his real courage if I want that to be what it is, his moral character is not some some sort of some sort of um, talent that if anybody else had this talent, it could it would work. So there's there's this prophecy of someone with good moral fiber is going to come and kill the Dark Lord when nobody else could. It was about love, wasn't it? So then then that then that's his that's his gimmick. Then that's his extraordinarily no. Well then that but then, that then that's fine. I mean it's not like it's not like it. It's, it's not like he's not an extraordinary person just because he doesn't have some sort of superpower. His extraordinary, his things that nobody has can be his so outstanding moral, outstanding character. His, his, this specific character, this specific person is the only one who can defeat him because he is such an outstanding person. Not because he, has, he can do a specific type of magic that nobody else has. Though, I think that his eyes are going to factor in somewhere in that. Yeah. Can can I say this? This is what I think. I think Harry will live, and I think Melissa's on the right track. Is that 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 I think Harry is. I want him to be normal or relatively just like everyone else because I want. I think the whole point of the story is that we can find the strength in all of us. That all of us have that ability, no matter that we're not perfect. That all of us have this ability, and it's love that's going to carry the day. And I think that's really what she's trying to show in this story. I, I really think that 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 ordinary people can do extraordinary things, and I think that's what she's trying to show. It doesn't matter if you've got the world's greatest wizard or whatever. It's just what you find within yourself, and I think that's ultimately what's going to help defeat Voldemort. I think that's. I know it sounds a little bit just like a greeting card, but you know that's what I think. There's a great quote by uh, William Goldman. In a book called *The Season*, which if you are which if you are a theater fan, you should go buy it right now. It's called *The Season*, and it's about it's a study of Broadway for one year. And William Goldman is the guy who wrote *Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid*, *The Princess Bride*. Yes. If you haven't read it, go get it right now. Um, and he says that all art comes down to a greeting card. It comes down to cliche. He says that's what's so frustrating about grad school. You go through all these papers, you study whatever, and uh, you know you sp- you tear your hair out, and at the end of it, Keats is saying, "Love thy neighbor." And that's fine. I don't think it's bad for things to come down to something we've heard before. It's the way it's told. That's what stories are. Right, right. And she does it so marvelously. That's what's great. She said it in this these basic concepts in this extraordinary world, which is that's part of the appeal to me. So, I think Harry will live (laughs) and marry Ginny and have twelve children. There you go. Wasn't there something about Snape and Lily in your question? No, (laughs) I don't know. Did we lose her? Hello, him. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Well, I think I think that was very interesting because um, you know I was, I've always been wondering about you know how Harry has his mother's eyes and you know what part that will play in the end. I think you know I think it's interesting you know the how yeah you said that his powers aren't what make him the person you know that he is. So yeah, he's Harry. I I love Harry because he's Harry, not because he's getting so great at defense against the dark mm-hmm. arts. I love Harry's heart, and that is mm-hmm. the thing. That is the absolute thing that keeps me in these books. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you 100%. Listen, that's well said. Yes, it's just hard. Yes. Oh, a bunch of girls. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> so sweet. He can no. love. No, it's, it's strength and courage in that. It takes courage to love. It does. It's harder to love than to hate. Uh-huh. I think. I think you're right, Sue. I think that's very well said. Go, Listen, thank you. Thank you for listening and for your support. All right. Bye. Yes, thank bye. You. bye. Hello. 
Hi. Wow. Hey. Okay. Oh, I got through. Woo! I see you've been trying. <laughs> well, no, you see, I was doing college applications like a good little girl, and then I was about to go home from my mom's with my dad's, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot I wanted to call Pottercast. Oh. And, you know, maybe if I talk to them, I'm right. Yeah. If I talk to them on the ride home, then I'll have something to do. And the whole ride home, I did not get through. And now I'm home, and I got through. Woohoo! Yay! Perfect. I feel special. So, well, hi. I something besides college applications to do. I know it's <laughs> terrible. Huh? Oh, yes. It's not fun at all. No. no. Hi. My name hi. is Jackie. I'm from New Jersey. Woohoo, New Jersey. Hi, and Jackie. Do you post on our site? Uh, well, I do go on your site sometimes. I don't post as much as I ask. She's from MuggleNet. I know she is. Oh. I do. Oh. MuggleNet was the first site I came across, so I have to love my MuggleNet boys. Of course. Of course. We yeah. love our MuggleNet boys. So, but then I did come across Wiki Cauldron second, so Wiki Cauldron is the site that other site I visit every day. Excellent. Excellent. So you should feel very special. That was very I was at <laughs> I was at the live podcast, which was a lot of fun. Yay. Yeah. Did we meet? It was a lot of fun. Um, no, I actually didn't get a chance to meet you guys. I was very upset. We tried to talk to you. I know there was like a huge crowd around John Noe, and we just couldn't get in. <laughs> well, that'll do yeah. it. And by the time, yeah, by the time the crowd was gone, we were trying to get to you, Melissa, and you were just like rushing everywhere. And I'm like, no. And then we couldn't find Sue, and we were really upset. But was on top of everything, I was trying. I had a while everybody was doing their adoring fan thing. I was trying to get everybody out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> get off the stage. Yeah, yeah, we got. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Um, if you talk to anybody who was there before it started, they would tell you that I was one of the crazy girls off dancing in the corner to a cell phone ringtone. Excellent. Okay. Cool. So yes. cool. What's it? You got a question for us? Yes, I do have a question. I actually wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Um, okay, I was rereading Half-Blood Prince the other day, and Neville was talking about his his new wand, and he was saying that he thinks it was the last one that Ollivander ever sold. Do you guys think there's any significance in it? Because I've been thinking about it, and I can't figure out what significance there would be. I can't figure out what that would be either. Yeah, but I feel she pointed it out, so I thought that there should be some significance. Plus, Ollivander disappeared, right? He's a uh, he disappeared the next day. Yeah. Yeah, he disappeared the next day, so I thought that it might be significant, but I can't figure out what significance there would be. Oh, hmm. yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he did something special. Ollivander maybe did something special to that one because he knew it was going to be the last one he was creating for a while. Maybe if he knew, not even creating but selling, but maybe if he knew right. that that one was for Neville. Right. Mm-hmm. And he knew the significance of Neville and the long bottoms. Yeah, yeah, I bet he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he felt some sort of power thing happen there that he was just like, this stuff that's going on is, is, is over my head. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I read it and I was like, wow, it really, fe- I, I just felt like it was significant, but then I couldn't figure out why it would be. Right. Or what the significance would be. I don't know. Well, that's an interesting thought, and it's definitely one of one of the little things about her writing that's capable of driving us all to our early graves. Crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. all you do is, is sit crazy. there and look at those little things and say, there, there's something there. There, there has to be. Oh. <laughs> Listen, thanks a lot, and we're glad we got a chance to talk to you. Yes, thank you. I listen to you guys every week. Cool. Yay. As much as I can. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 So we, it's after six, but we got to do this. We got to stay a little while longer because we forgot that there are people who listen to us that are Jewish and are, are honoring the Sabbath today and they can only call after sundown. So we're going to hang out for another 10, 15 minutes and see about um, those people. Cool? Yes. Yes, sounds good to me. Very fair. Hmm? Hello. Hello there. Mike, Hello. Can hear you now. Hear me. Yay. Yay. Hello. Hi there. Hi, everybody. We're good. Hi. Hello. Well, it's good to hear from you. <laughs> good to hear from you, too. Um, how's everything going? It's a little crazy, but it's a lot of fun. Well, good. What's the general topic right now, or is there whatever... It changes with each call. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought I maybe would tell you what I thought about the movie. Go for okay. it. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, in general, I, I, I liked parts of it. I think I liked uh, the way Mike Newell did the things he kept in, especially things that related to the books more directly. Um, mm-hmm. Although I felt like it was a bit jumpy um, from scene to scene, so I, I, as a reader, as a loyal reader, I felt like there were things that I I really missed. But um, the things that he did keep in, I felt were really well done. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I tend to agree. I think that um, fans really do have to take into consideration that you, we can't be literal and really right. look, look at the things that were left in and really try and understand why certain things were, were left in and why certain things were changed. And it was all in the service of trying to create a movie that flowed well as a film. And I think they did that well to a certain extent, but I also think that there were major improvements that could have been made. Well, certainly. And I, like, I, I felt like a person who hasn't read might be a little lost with the World Cup, per se. I mean, there was very little shown of that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, here's the beginning, and then we're not showing any part of it. Right. Even if even they just skip to the end and, and Crumb's catching a snitch or something. Right. But, you know, although the the World Cup was not an integral part to the story. Well, yeah. they had the twins talking about it, though, so it was kind of confusing about, you know, winning and that kind of thing. So it would have been nice to have seen that a little bit expanded like, upon a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we know that the Irish won, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell in the movie what was clear. I mean, because they were both wearing green and red, and, you know, yeah. so that was a bit, you know, off-putting. But... There were parts that were really, really good. I really liked the end, the end scene. I thought that was very well done, um, the, especially the molten part. From the, from the maze scene? Well, when they when, that was tough to watch, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the actual fight itself, when the two wands connected, the molten part mm-hmm. was kind of interesting take on how that looked. Yeah. What did you think about Voldemort, as fine as Voldemort? Did you like him? I liked the way he, his delivery was very good. I, I liked the way he delivered the lines and his part, and I felt like he really did kind of research Voldemort as a character. I mean, he's really pretty good at villains as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the effects were pretty good. It was kind of weird to see a no-nose to a human being. Yeah. That yeah. was, like, kind yeah. of bizarre. That took a while but to get used to, actually. It's like, especially when he turned to profiles, like, whoa, yeah. weird. Yeah. But, um, I think they did a really good job. I mean, I felt like it was natural looking. I mean, the way they did it with the graphics and everything, I was convinced about the the makeup or mm-hmm. the the transformation there. And he, he <laughs> is just such a commanding presence. He is just such a strong personality that I really, I really am impressed with that. I thought he was a little too aggressive at the end, but I did think that when he was chilling and that sort of standoffish. Um, very casual, thing. very casual approach to it. Like right. he's just so ingrained in his his evil that it's just it's just so natural and comfortable to him. Yeah. It's like it's just normal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just the way he is with interacting with people is just this is normal. So yeah. which is really scary. <laughs> yeah, Michael, thanks a lot. Thank you yeah. for having me on. Thanks for giving me the second chance. <laughs> it, my, my mic was off. My mic was off. I didn't realize on the headset the mic was off. So, so do we hear a baby so. in the background? Yes, that's my that's my 18 month old, and she's oh. a huge Potter fan. <laughs> yeah. Good, so, start early. Yay! Yeah, I read to her every night. Excellent. As soon as she so, can click on those links, she goes. Oh, well, she knew. <laughs> we said, well, okay, let's turn the computer on so we can try to get on the on the the, the cast and. Nora goes boom, so it's like she went boom because she knows that that's what the computer says. Oh right, what did she say? Like because we have a Mac, because we have a Mac. She goes, so what's the computer? Can you can you say what's the computer say, Nora? What's the computer say? Very good. (gasps) (laughs) So they're cheering you, yay! So well, thanks for having me. Have a good day. You too. This is great. Bye bye. 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 See you. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. That was was adorable. That's our youngest Um, listener on the show. I think so. Today. (laughs) Starling. Yeah. That's a crack up. Hello. 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 Hi. How are you doing? Good. What's your name? Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Hi. So what's your question, dude? Um, well... I was just wondering, whenever you meet some like famous from the movies or anywhere, do you still get the same rush of excitement as you did if when you met them the first time? Melissa doesn't. <laughs> I Melissa's done too much. Well, I don't want to be jaded like that, but but there is it's it's not that it's not that you're over them at all. You still are very happy to see them and you want it, but it turns from being unable to know what to do with yourself because you're in front of these people to being interested in them as as people and you want to and you really want to talk to them and find out more about them. So it's it's a nice change. It's not like a jaded thing. Uh, like Dan, I'm just always very pleased to see him because he is a- absolutely everything that people say he is. He is 100% respectful and just a, just a sweet kid, and you always have an intelligent conversation with him. Jamie's like my brother. 
And so that's, you know, that's like, that's like nothing anymore. You know what I mean? That's like my neighbor visiting. Nah. You know, this, it's Jamie. It's, it's just, it's, it's just Jamie. I, um, but some, some of them you do, you do still. When I, when I met Robert Pattinson, I got so nervous, I dropped champagne all over him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, and I don't, I don't want to sound highfalutin or hoity twitter or anything, but if, if you, if you meet people who are quote unquote celebrities enough, your whole attitude towards when you approach them changes, and you start to approach them as real people. And I have been very blessed and very lucky that I have been able to do that because it's helpful in my career as a journalist to be able to walk up to somebody who is anybody from the mayor to, you know, Dan Radcliffe, and, to, and relate to them as a person. Oh, right. It is. The only time I really lost it, though, this time, I, I used to pride myself on being able to communicate with anyone except for when I met Jason Isaacs when I was an <laughs> idiot. So. Don't listen to her because yeah. she met him She met him twice. She did and really we well all sort of drift off and we're the And she's standing there talking to Jason Isaacs like it's nothing in the world. Yeah. but You were great. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but it's really cool. Yeah. That, you were great. I still think, so. though, that there's a thrill for me, though, every once in a while. I don't have that same moment. Like the first time I read Prisoner of Azkaban, I was just gripped. I mean, I, I like stayed up all night reading that. And it's not, I don't have that quite same experience, but um, I still I get a thrill from both seeing the movies every now and then. Or, you know, or though we've seen the movies so many times, you can say the lines over with them. That's the bad part, you know? <laughs> I do that sometimes when I my friends. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. Yeah. There was so much help. <laughs> Listen, thanks a lot. Okay. Nice to talk to you. Me too. Talk to you too. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, so you were great when you met Jason Isaacs. You were lucky. Like, you know, oh, I wanted to talk more with him. I didn't get a chance to talk about, like, we talked a little bit more about his, his work and his politics and stuff, but I wanted to tell him how good he was in, in these other non-Potter films. And that's yeah. the part. I, I just, well, I, I think you just told him. Uh, well, I hope so. He was so good in, in this new movie called Nine Lives. Yeah. And he has such nuance and he plays just really, and he wasn't a bad guy at all, you know? Right. He's just. Hello? Okay. Oh, anybody else? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, I, I know this is kind of stupid, but, um, I think I know who the, one of the missing Death Eaters is. Oh, okay. In the Goblet of Fire? Mm hmm. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of someone and I think it might be, uh, Minister Magic Fudge. Ooh. I know it sounds really off, but if you look at them, um, just some, there's some things that you look at and it just seems to add up a little bit. I mean, we can't really put a lot of importance on it, but just a theory, that's all. Well, I sort of, I'm going to disagree with you there because I think that Joe is really trying to show the different shades of incompetence that, that, that add into a state of crisis, and Fudge mm-hmm. is so important that I think he needs to not be a Death Eater. He needs to be that person that shows that absolute that not that that power corrupts, and you don't have to be a Death Eater to be somebody oh, okay. who contributes a lot of evil to mm-hmm. what's going on. And his inaction caused a lot of action, a lot of evil action. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to show without him being a Death Eater. What do you guys think? I, I yeah, I just yeah, and I think she's just showing. You know, Fudge is more of a political character. I think that's totally. I just don't think he's. I think he's too wimpy to be a Death Eater personally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's a possibility. I don't know who. You know, but okay. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, something I thought of. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, if you guys, that, that's fine. That's the best part about it, though. It's so much fun to sit around and guess and think and talk about yeah. it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I love talking on the forums. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Theory. Good. You like our forums? You come? Oh, yeah. They're they're so easy to navigate, too. Oh, good. Good. We're glad to hear that. That's I know. the yeah. relief. <laughs> yeah, it is. Great. You hear different things on that score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, man. Have a great day. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, Bye. Thank you. Easy to navigate the Mickey Lounge. Sure is. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Hi there. It's so nice to hear from you all. Yeah. Nice to hear from you. I'm such a giant fan of the show, and it's just so cool. I've been trying to get through for about a half hour, and I'm thankful I finally did. Well, thanks for your persistence. That's great. Absolutely, absolutely. So how's the show been going? I'm kind of wondering what's the format like. It's so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) It could be just the three of you sitting on Skype, and I'm sure it would be fun. Oh, yeah. oh, We've had some good conversations, though, too. But it's better to talk to y'all, that's for sure. Well, great, great. So I had something that kind of came to mind, and I wanted to throw it past you and see what your thoughts were. Um, in reading Half-Blood Prince, 
I noticed that at some point in time late in the book, um, Ron had kind of made mention of, hey, we should brew up some Felix Felicis. It would be useful to have, you know, some in stock. Mm -hmm. And they looked through the advanced potion-making book, and it said that it takes six months to brew it correctly. Well, if you'll remember back to the first potions class, Slughorn has that cauldron of Felix Felicis sitting there, and he even comments that, you know, if brewed correctly, which this has been, um, you know, then, then here's the effects of it or whatever. I wondered if school ended at the end of June and a mere fortnight later, Harry was taken from the Dursleys with Dumbledore to meet Slughorn to ask him to come teach. How is it he brewed a a potion that takes six months by the start of school? (laughs) You smart people. Yes. Jeez. Um, Maybe he had some hidden around. You know, that seems like that's a pretty valuable potion that maybe Mr. Slughorn had a few already in stock. (laughs) <laughs> maybe he just trans- maybe it was like the last thing he transported, and he like yeah. he had been brewing it, and he just very carefully transported that over to Hogwarts. I'm sure he's yeah. I'm sure there's some magic that would protect it. Yeah. You don't think there's there's anything nefarious going on? It's not like mm. Slughorn had it planned. Uh, you know, I, I, it could just be you know something roll, rolling just missed. Um, yeah, you know that happens every now and then, but it just seems like it's. She made a point to say that it, you know it was brewed correctly, and then also brought up that it took six months. And it, so, just to me, it seems like those clues there should add to something. But I can't, through seven rereads of the book, <laughs> figure out what it means. Yeah, I can't figure it out either, man. Um, huh. What about you guys? Oh. I got nothing. I, like I said, I just think that maybe he had it all prepared. I really don't think she really probably thought that far ahead. You know, with it that detailed. I don't think it's a clue. I don't think it's. Um, but then again, it probably is a big giant wham in one, and I'm just missing it. But you know, well, I mean, I you'd think that if it was, she could have said later on in the book when she got to the part where she's writing about, you know, it takes six months. She could have said six weeks. Six weeks is just as prohibitive as six months at that point in the book, and then it wouldn't, you know, six weeks is doable because from the middle of July, you know, second week of July to the first week of September, yeah. that'd be doable for him to brew that potion, but. It just seems like she well, threw those all out there, and they you don't could also, add up. You could also look at it this way. If he's living his life and by September has not decided to go to Hogwarts, he's he may be brewing it for himself and life's going on. If he's going over to Hogwarts all of a sudden, he's not going to ditch this cauldron of Felix Felicis. He's going to figure out some way to get it over there safely. So he could have been <laughs> brewing it. You, you know, know that's I mean? a good point because he was in living in fear. So maybe he, mm-hmm. at this point, he was on the run. Maybe he felt I need a little liquid encouragement. You know. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I guess you answered my question. I thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot, man. Great show. Thanks hey. a lot. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Oh, how much fun has this been, man? Oh, it's awesome. I, you know, these questions I would have—I would have never thought of that. Fun. I just—it just never occurred to me. That's a good point. It's six twenty. Okay. Very good. Yes. What do you think, guys? Time to hang it up. Yeah. I think. I think we're about to out here. Yeah. No jokes. <laughs> All this stuff. I can't be funny. Oh, it's been so much fun, and we're going to do this more because you, this is just a great, it's a great interaction tool. Absolutely. That sounded so wonderful. boring. It's, it's a great interaction tool. But it's so nice to hear the people that, you know, like a lot of these are, are forum readers or you know, main leaky readers and stuff, just to get to talk to them, I, you know, it's just a little better. I love it. It's great. Well, that's my Y'all rock! Thing. Yes! Yay! That's my favorite thing about, about the whole podcast thing, is that we just can talk to our readers the way we never could before. So much yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm, I'm eating breakfast right now. I know it's 6 p.m., but I'm eating breakfast. Yeah. Uh, My days are all messed up, girl. <laughs> hey, we got one last call. You want to take it? All right. One for the row. Hello. Hello. Did I get through? Yes. Hi. Yes. Who's this? Yay. I've made it. Yay, me. You're the last call, dude. I'm so special. I just thought of calling a second ago. Um, yeah, so I was wondering what um, – I know you – it's R.A.B. is getting kind of old, but what if R.A.B. would be Borgen from Borgen and Burks? Because oh, mm-hmm. that would make yeah. a lot more sense than a lot of other things. <laughs> no, that's not very... No, no. I've heard that mentioned before, and that's a possibility. I mean, because he's, um, 
you know, I don't think he's quite was on the up and up, but I, I, I don't know. It's possible. I, go ahead. I have kind of a long theory written for it. Um, but one of the things is Voldemort, told, it's mentioned in the fourth book that Voldemort says, you who knew the secret process I went through, but Voldemort, and so it's probably not a death eater because mm-hmm. R.A.D. says, I figured it out. Well, but I think there's something to be said for um, Borgen because Voldemort worked there. Right, exactly. Yeah. That guy has information or mm-hmm. something. So I think that he's not a what, what Joe would call an unprofitable line of inquiry. Morgan could be, could be key. Yeah. That makes a possibility. We just don't know. I mean, uh, I think it's likely that it's not, but it's, then again, I've been wrong. All, all my predictions have been wrong, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, you never know. Cool. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, I think we're talked out, guys. Yes, I think so. Two and a half hours of straight voicemails or calls or whatever. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> Too much. But y'all look great. Thank you for calling. And that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. And thanks for calling. Yay. Y'all rock. Thank you. Have a y'all good rock. week, everyone. That's right. There it is. I said too much. Bye.